Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One F is life. It's not the one you should be underestimating. It is. Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. We rap nerd now here, right? Like, I can tell you were a nerd. It's primal. And that's raw, Carhartt girl. Speaking of sneaky big tits, are you out there fucking? I'm doing that. <laughs> years ago, I bought a million years ago. Just a year ago, bro. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Cypher Sounds. Peter Rosenberg. One F is life. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Hello. Hi. And welcome to the big show, everyone. Uh, yours truly, Peter Rosenberg. Cypher Sounds, our producer, Billy G. Billy. Billy, I wanted to talk to you about something. Billy. <laughs> Where are you, Billy? <laughs> you know, Billy has been, like, intentionally... Clearly trying to work hard and like make the clips better and like is clearly making an effort to try to do a better job. Yeah. And still, at least as of this moment, appears to have for like the th- second or third time in the last four or five weeks slept through the show. And also, you had to say, is it, is it obviously a group chat text, a text sure. chain? And Billy, last night, hey, what time are we recording? What's going on? No, he was the one on top of it. Make, oh, we good for tomorrow? What's the plan? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> so, fortunately. So, like, I'll sit there for like 10 minutes and nothing is happening. And then I'm like, wait a second. I'm definitely awake and sitting here. And Syfe is definitely awake and sitting there. What are we doing? We should start the podcast. So, um, big shout out to everyone who uh, enjoyed last week. I, 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 I went inside the Patreon, the behind the, the scenes site to see what's going on in that account. I just yeah. wanted to like look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. There are like a hundred and some patrons that are signed up for free, which gets them nothing. I don't know why they're there, but like it's just an annoying thing that sort of inflates the number a bit. But they're not; act- they get nothing. They get nothing from the Patreon. And then, of course, we have different pay tiers that get you the same thing. Uh, but it's that's yeah, supposed to be that. No. It's supposed to be one. We decide one tier, right? One should, one price. It should be one tier. So wait, there's uh, wait, there's what you say? There's, I thought you were talking about Discord. I'm sorry, Patreon. There's a hundred that get. What for free? Nothing. They're just signed up. It's just they're free members, but there's not there's no they don't get access to any of the things that Patreon gives. Oh, them. I see. Okay, I got it, got it, got it. So I don't know what the purpose of it is. So I I do I would love to get everything organized in there. I'm working on it, but at the same time, regardless of which tier you're on, uh we appreciate that you're enjoying all the bonus episodes and if for some reason you only listen to our free episodes. While we appreciate you, we like you slightly less than those who are forking over the cash to get that extra <laughs> one aperoo every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> they get to hear the real, the inside, the inside, whatever. They talk turkey. You know what I mean? A lot going on right now. A lot happening in the world, Sife. Hey, Sife, in hip-hop chance? world, one-up world, just like a gen. All, all world. 
Yeah. Any chance you happen to be around? Let's just do some scheduling here on the show. Okay. Next Mar- next week, March 4th, 5th, or 6th. Do you have any time? March. Uh, let me get my little trusty calendar. You happen every time? 4th, 5th. Or 6th. Or 6th. You have any time I mean, in those? 4th and 5th, I'm around. I'm around. Like if we had a dope guest, you could make it, we could find a time. What would be better if I tried for the daytime or the nighttime? Because there's someone we would definitely enjoy if we if we could get them to say yes. There's someone in town that you would definitely go. Yep, I want to go day, do that. It would have to be daytime. Daytime. All right, I'm gonna see what I can do. I'm gonna see if I can make it happen. Do you have a preference between the fourth? What what days of the week are that? Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday? Uh, the, the Tuesday the fifth would be the preference. All right, me too. Me too. I'm gonna go okay. for Tuesday the fifth. Let's go for it. I'm gonna make it. Okay. I hope we can make it happen. So, um. What's happening in your? I saw Saif. I saw you. I like I like the location you have with that delightful Monster Energy beverage. Um, I saw you and your anti cancelers were reveling this weekend. The big Shane Gillis, SNL. Yeah, oh, I, didn't, I still haven't. I still didn't get to see it. I saw some of the sketches. I didn't see the monologue, but yeah, I was uh, posting for my brother Shane. Everyone was happy for Shane Gillis. Yeah, he's uh, the a monologue. Great guy. The monologue was interesting. It's like um, I see there's some controversy because some people say he bombed and some people say he didn't bomb. And it's very, it's a very unique monologue. That is for sure. His energy in it is that. Does he have a sort of intentionally awkward energy a lot, or was he deaf? You think? Yeah, yeah. It's like his style. That it, I, there say, is, I wouldn't use the word awkward, but it's definitely like. He always seems like he's working it out right there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that's yeah, so, that's his style. And, and does he hold the mic like a little kid holding a drink? Yes, that's how he always holds the mic. So all of that what I was thinking, I was like, yeah, this is a little different, but I don't know what his style is, so I can't say what this is exactly. He's um a very funny comedian. What do you I don't, I don't know, know I don't, I don't know what I don't Maybe. know where that, what category or what style. He goes on stage, he grabs a microphone, and then he tells jokes. Yeah, but it's but you're 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 oversimplifying it because the truth is, people. Okay, for example, one. Um, I always loved Stephen Wright, right? Yeah. But if you never watched Stephen Wright and he showed up at Sife's at your old show at uh, on Fourteenth Street, yeah, it would have taken people a while, if at all, to where they would have been. I get what this guy's doing. That's that whether they get it or not is not take away from what he's doing. He's going on stage, grabbing a mic, telling jokes. Right, but no, no. Do you think he has a different intention? No, no, no. But in terms of the audience, then saying whether they think it's funny or not, you might not think it's funny. You might go like, "I don't get it. I don't." That's with any person who goes on stage and tells jokes. What do you think? There's like. You think there's like a regular batch of comedians that everyone says is funny, and then there's this strange batch? I go on stage and tell jokes that some people don't get me. I'm not trying to do a different style. I I might have a naturally different style. I don't think Stephen Wright is intentionally trying to write weird. I mean, he he does have a very unique writing style. It's very specific. But I wouldn't put it. Uh, he doesn't have a certain category of like, oh, well, he's a... He, like, intentionally spent a lot of time talking about how he was doing in the monologue. So that's also in there. So that fed the conversation. You probably weren't even checked into this conversation, but wait, there was like a... a oh, Sorry. Hold on. Wait, so I put him on hold. Yes. Wait, wait. Oh, he not only put me on audio oh. hold, he put me on visual oh, yeah. hold Why? right there. So now I'm just looking at a blank screen. So oh, if you didn't notice it, there was this whole, like, back and forth online. And it ends up being a political conversation because the anti-cancelers, the ones who are super, like, everyone's getting canceled. I had people literally tweet to me like they were Start rubbing it in my face that Shane Gillis was on SNL as if that would bother me. I would be upset. Sorry. Like, as a progressive person, people sent me the Shane Gillis monologue. Like, look, fuck you, man. Shane Gillis is on SNL. And I'm like, 
why would you think I would? Yeah, wouldn't? but even he wouldn't do that, though. No, not at all. No, no, no. He's ended up being a representation for people that he did not set out to be, I'm sure, no. representation for. No. Shane He's, Gillis. Well, let me tell you about Shane Gillis. He's a comedian that goes on stage. Go ahead. And tells jokes. So, now. Keep going. That being said, people have made him some kind of martyr, uh, poster boy. Those people give him money to go on stage and tell jokes. And he goes, hey. Thanks. I'll take that money. (laughs) No way. Is he Pennsylvania regular guy, which might fall into some Trumpiness? Yes. Is he a hardcore conservative Trump supporter? No. Right. He definitely did a skit making fun of Trump, for sure. He, his Trump impressions are great. Right. It, would he vote for Trump over Biden? I think so. But you're not sure even. I'm not even sure. Right. I so, think so. His dad would, for sure. But he makes fun of his dad. Yes. But right. also so, loves his dad. Right. So you're saying he's not one specific political thing. He's a guy. I, I've had nothing but great times hanging out with Shane Gillis. Nothing but. Always. So, so yeah, so there were people out there who were, like, literally throwing it in the face of people like me as if I would be upset that Shane Gillis was hosting SNL. So I went, I was like, oh, I forgot that's the night. So I went and watched it. I will <laughs> Wait, say this can, about well, it. I just want to say one more thing before you get into SNL. Shane is a hip-hop head. He could sit here and rap hip-hop with us all day. God, that, that that does make the political part always interesting to me. It's always an interesting conversation. All all day, bro. He he, I'm sure he all like when we were on tour with Burt Kreischer. He definitely drunk. Wait, you on tour with Burt? You on tour with Burt Kreischer? I was in the summer last summer. Wow. Shane was on some of those. He definitely was yelling out "drunk play Freebird," which he's doing a bit. But he's doing a bit, right? He's making fun but, of white people. But I saw him at the Run the Jewels concert, and I didn't get him tickets. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. He was in the same backstage area I was in. Right. So, so go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so SNL. No, no. So so his SNL monologue was, I thought, really interesting. Remove him specifically from it, right? Like yeah. his whole story that he was on SNL. They found some wild shit that he said on a podcast back in the day. It was at a time yeah. when people were very aggressive about that stuff. The, it was actually the beginning Right, the, it was the start of it, right? It was like and, he got caught up right in the beginning of what we're calling, I guess, the Me Too cancel. Slash cancel culture, culture moment. Culture, yeah. So, and, and by the way, he was one of those casualties. See, these conversations are so deep that, like, to the people who are, like, screaming about it, see, they don't get it. Like, we have to understand, when places were getting sensitive and scared of getting in trouble, they weren't going to take a risk for someone who had literally, they just hired, who was nobody to them. Hank, you're gone. That's it. There's not like, it's not as if he was some successful part of SNL and they were like, yo, we got to let you go. They probably didn't even hesitate that long. No, they, no, no, no. They had, Lauren Michael loved Shane Gillis. So he, did have, so he did hesitate because he thought he was that talented. And, and okay, I know some inside stuff. I'll tell Please. you. I love it. Lauren Michaels was looking for that kind of guy. This Here's something missing from SNL. Regular American guy, maybe, like probably, par- definitely parents lean conservative, maybe has some conservative views, but also liberal. Like, uh, just a regular guy, not like hard left or hard, hard right. Right, right. A right. guy. A middle a America. Guy, a white guy. guy from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania obviously is a weird political state where all the candidates always got to focus on. It's the state that Trump didn't win but should have won, right? All that shit. Right. Lauren Michaels was, he's like, damn, we need, everything kind of leans a certain way on the show. We need like a another voice to make this variety show more variety. <laughs> right. Get Shane Gillis, sees him at JFL. Just uh, for Laughs Comedy Festival. Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Boom, boom, boom. They figure it out. They they give him an audition. He does, he goes, his audition was standing on stage, telling jokes. Okay. Uh, he gets it, 
and then all shit fucking <laughs> breaks, goes haywire. Lorne Michaels fought for him as long as he could. I, I, you always say like, I'm always like anti-woke, whatever you, you know, whatever you call me sometimes. Mm-hmm. The, the woke at that moment in time mm-hmm. actually beat Lorne Michaels, who's one of the most powerful TV and entertainment guys in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it, it got it got him, and I think from what the little pieces that I hear from Michael Che, Shane Gillis, Rosebud, people that I know at SNL, like he regretted it. He regretted it. Lorne Michaels regretted that he let the the moment, like the, the masses, sort of big public moment, push push him down. He regrets and, it, and, by and the way, he's I, still cool with Shane. Evidently so. Yeah. Um, but like, I, and by the way, you know, progressive as I am, and I certainly am, I do think there's room if Lauren Michaels had said, Hey, we're going to have this guy on the show. Oh, Hey, this clip came out. We don't like that. He said this, you know, guy says statement like, yeah, that joke was not, that's not what I'm about, blah, blah, blah. And you could have tried to move on. But at that time people felt such, I guess, immense but was, fear, but, but it was internal. Oh, he he's got dealing pushed with an internally. Inter- he's dealing with an internal thing. Okay, so yeah. anyways, all that stuff is 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 happening. And he ends up then playing this. Now he represents something to people because now he's been so successful on his own as a comic, in part because people supported him after that. It was a factor, right? It increased uh, his popularity, no? Yes. Yes. So so then when he gets on stage for this monologue, it was a really interesting experiment to me because remove all the things we just said, even though he did include that in the monologue, and it was funny. He said, I worked here once for a second. I was fired. Please don't Google it, yeah. which I thought was very funny. Um, but beyond the specifics of Shane Gillis, what I thought was interesting was for, for me. The monologue? Yes, in the monologue. monologue. Okay, yes. Was just to listen to his jokes that were not incredibly PC. I'm framing it that way because the truth is he did not make jokes that were offensive to me by nature. Like, I'm not a sensitive type. Yeah. I'm a big liberal. I'm a big anti-racism, anti-being mean to groups type. But I'm not sensitive to all jokes that are made that include groups yeah so i i found it interesting to myself didn't do that what are you saying he no so he did make jokes about groups yes right and he even pointed out he's like i'm sorry i literally have like no jokes that are good for tv right thank you babe he literally said that and i'm thinking to myself i felt myself because of where the culture has gone And you know I'm not the biggest believer in, quote, cancel culture, that it's a real serious thing. But we have changed. And I I realized that in the moment because I felt myself tensing up to jokes that I'm like, I I got no issue with this joke. This is funny. This is a funny joke. He He is not, like, harping on one thing and trying to be nasty. He's literally just being funny and talking about different cultural groups and i thought it was a really interesting experiment to feel myself what do you mean uh, the experiment to who who did the experiment it well it kind of was an experiment because snl was saying like hey we're gonna allow in 2024 we're gonna have a white comic get on stage and just kind of make jokes about everybody that hasn't really been done that often on free tv in this era, Louis C.K. Any stand-up that what? does SNL does that. What does Louis C.K. still do SNL? I'm saying when he did. I mean, that was, guess what that was before this. Yeah, but this isn't. I'm telling you. I, listen, I'm not saying they did it as an experiment. I'm saying for me, I just noticed in myself. Wow, I have, I have sort of changed, and then I'm getting tightened up about something that I was watching. I'm like, but I find this funny. Why am I getting tightened up by it? Oh, man, this is okay. This is very deep today. I don't know where we're going. I mean, it's not that all deep. that all, but all of that coincides with 
my strong opinions about following the masses and doing what the fucking proverbial man tells you to do. Right. Celebrating holidays. Yes. uh, uh, Going, you know, following political views or picking a side. It's a comedy show where they do comedy. Anybody looking at SNL for their political stance or beliefs is un-PC, about to be spoken, retarded. You don't look for at comedy shows to fuel or fucking push your political narrative or agenda. Jokes are taking something that we all know and saying something different about it that's a bit shocking to make your body go. <laughs> so in the comedy world, it's a it's a thing in stand up comedy. It's something's happening lately where they're just letting stand up comedians host SNL. Shane Gillis is not promoting a movie. He's not on a new TV show. He's not has, he doesn't have a book out. He's just he's not, not running for anything. He's a comedian that yes, him personally had something going on at SNL and this is kind of like a I don't. Who knows? I mean, the same thing happened with Norm Macdonald. Same thing happened when people have beef with SNL, or they used to be on SNL and then they host SNL. Will Ferrell, whoever. Right. But in the comedy world, where everyone's like, "Oh shit, comedy's so big right now," you can literally just go on nationwide TV and do a set. It's almost like a little mini twelve-minute special. Hmm. And then and then you go play the SNL game, which is being in sketches or being on Weekend Update or whatever it is. But in the first 12 minutes, you get to just run a little mini special, a little uh, uh, a same thing you would do on Jimmy Fallon. But instead of four minutes, you get 10 minutes or maybe even 12 minutes. Right. So every I mean, all this the media is just looking for a story. They just want a story. Nate Bargetsy hosted SNL. He didn't have nothing out. Except he's a clean, almost Christian comic. Almost. His, Nate Bargetsy's a clean comic. Well, so I'm glad you're pointing this out, though, because I the one thought I did have, regardless of, because I thought the sketches were actually pretty damn good on Saturday. Um, but I did think, I was like, yo, has SNL, like, ran out of, star- has, has Hollywood out of stars? No, I think they see... That stand-up comedy is huge right now, where a stand-up comedian can fill arenas more than some musical acts. Yeah, and it is kind of a downtime for stars, let's be honest. Like, Hollywood star Scythe, you and I could play a game right now of we pulled up Hollywood stars and quiz each other and not know yeah, but, who anyone was. But Exactly, and also you got to remember the writer's strike fucked everything up. So, yeah, the writer's strike's off, over, so, right. but... They got to go make the stuff. Right. The first couple of weeks of SNL back from the writer's strike was comedians. Nate Bargetsy, John Mulaney. Um, there was another one. I forget. Like, so it was like the fourth comic maybe this season. Maybe, yeah. And there may be seasons. And Shane the- Gillis is not doing arenas. But, like, you got you to gotta notice that this guy What is- size room does he do? I'm not even sure. He's probably up to theaters. He's probably up to three to five thousands. Hmm. But Mark Norman does that. But Mark Norman didn't have the SNL. It is, but it is just a weird controversy. It is just a weird period where, like, there are so many comedians who, if you're not into the comedy world, you, literally, they're just no. You don't have any idea who they are. Yeah, but then. But then, they, then you have if you're in TikTok, you know who Matt Reif is. Matt Reif is the biggest comedian in the world. Seven, uh, Eighteen million dollar Live Nation deal, sold out tour, off TikTok mostly. Yeah. So I, I have no problem with Shane, with Matt Reif. I actually know Matt Reif, cool kid. I'd rather see Shane Gillis host SNL than Matt Reif. Shane Gillis is a much more uh, he's a more respected comic, no. The problem is in the comedy world. Here's the problem. Here's the real problem. Saturday 
March 2nd, I'm going to be at Teehees Comedy Club oh. out in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, Teehees. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be at Teehees. You know Teehees in I Des Moines, know, Iowa? I, I've never been, but I've heard nothing but good things. Hello? Are you frozen? Am I frozen? Who's frozen? Somebody's frozen know. here. What happened? Yellow. Yellow. No, no, the internet, we just got canceled. Yep, 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 yep. Did Saif and I just get canceled? The video just disappeared. Oh, wait, Saif, we're back. Um, what were you saying about Des Moines, Iowa? It shut down oh. my whole internet. It, apparently, the people, someone heard it and shut the whole sorry, thing Sorry, sorry, I'm going to be in Des Moines, Tee-hees? Iowa. I'm at Teehees yeah, on um, on March 2nd, two shows. Just one day, two shows Saturday over at the Teehees Comedy Club in Des Moines, Iowa. Come check it out. Um, After that... The 14th of March, I will be at the Levity Live in um, oh, Ontario, Ontario, California. The 15th, I'll be at the Mike Drop Comedy Club in San Diego. Hello. Can't wait for that. That's going to be fun. Going to get me some, some, some beach bitches. And then um, Dayton, Kentucky, which is right outside of oh Cincinnati. Not Dayton, it? Ohio. Dayton, Kentucky. That what is, is going on here? What happened? Well, hey, Rocky's shout making, out. Rocky's making insane sounds. But no, there's the places that you're going. Oh, uh, I'm going to Dayton, Kentucky, March 29th Dayton, and 30th. That's right. If there's a room with a mic where people like to hear jokes, I want to go there. Let me tell you something right now. You guys, you guys, you comedians, yeah. y'all are... Y'all not are, all. Not all. What are you like about to the, say? A real, real working comedians. Yeah, y'all are like you're sick. What? Why is that? Why is that sick? You're just like the addicted, the fiend, the the. the this is stage. my job. This no, is my no. job. Stop! It's yes. beyond. No, it's beyond how, job. How? How? It's beyond job. How? Because y'all will get up in a room for a dollar and some envelopes just to get up there and hit the vein. Not, not that fucking. No, in New York maybe. In New York, because. Okay. But still, that still counts. No, but it's how do you work out jokes? You need a crowd. So There's you, no other way to work out jokes. So it's just working out jokes. It's not because you just need that feeling of being up on that stage. Because that's what, what you're is, live. What is what you talking about? Practice. You going to practice when you go to a club for free or do a guest spot is practice. It's but, the it's it's the gym. There are people Where, who get to the gym. A lot of people are, are like cannot. They're in a bad mood, and you can't even talk to them if they didn't get to the gym that day. Okay, so then are you also making fun of them? I don't do a pod. Why would I do a podcast with someone who's obsessed with the gym? It sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, I definitely would be like, all right, bro, you, you guys, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I I go where people say, hey, would you like to come here, tell jokes for people, and make money? I would. Be, I would love to. Thank you. Because but it's what? Because it's not Chicago, New York, L.A. Oh, no, no, I'm not even really. You're, you know, you're thinking specifically about those dates. No, those I understand. You're taking, oh, okay. you're going to do dates where you're getting paid gigs. Yeah. I'm saying when you get back from those paid gigs. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you want to go lay your head down tonight and rest for an hour? And you're like, yeah. right after I get back from the cellar. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so I went That's to Chicago real. last April. All right. Zanies. Zanies. Zanies was very good. Sure. I went to Zanies this last weekend. Sure it did. was fucking great. Right. So I'm supposed to just do the same jokes I did last year, or should I be working on it throughout the year? I guess you got to just keep working on it throughout the year. Should I come with some new shit? I I I would presume. But like yeah. for, I was talking to, I was talking to Sam Roberts the other day about about comedians, about Jim. Jim Norton for people who don't know, my friend Sam does a show with Jim every day on Sirius. And the conversation was something along the lines of him. He was talking to Jim about Jim moving, like the idea of Jim moving. It was like, I got to be near the cellar. I got to be, I got to be down the street from the cellar. I got to be able to pop right in. And I just made yeah, me laugh. He only, does, he only he only does one show a night at the cellar, if how, that. How many nights? Weekdays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But that, that's Jim a Norton, lot. Jim Norton, or maybe that's sometimes a- he does two. Jim Norton is always second. On the 7.30 show and the 8 o'clock show. He's always second. And then I say he goes home. But that's a lot. 
You don't think that's a lot? No. Like, Two spots a night at the cellar? But Jim's like a pretty, Jim's established already. Like, Jim could also just wait and you think. I don't, Seinfeld I goes up on the weekdays. How There's no other way to work out jokes. You can't write a joke on your fucking yellow notepad and then just say it at the fucking theater. You can't be like, hey, I got it. I mean, you can. Right. You can. And sometimes sometimes you do. Sometimes something comes to you on the spot. But how do you work these fucking, you got to get this word and hit right. It got to move it. Oh, I should have said your mama. You know what I mean? You got to write your mama. You got to write, bend it over. That's why it took so long to get the women bee shopping. Women bee shopping. You know, at first they were like, <laughs> do you ever notice how women love to shop? And it was like, this isn't Boo. 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 All right, all right. Do you ever notice that women are always shopping? Yo, follow Mark Norman. He, no, okay. Okay, what you're saying okay, is give me Mark something. Norman. It's Mark he's, Norman. He's got a problem, you're saying. A problem. An absolute junkie validation Five shows a night, late to every show, running around. Everyone knows when you book Mark Norman, he's gonna kill, but you, you never know when he's gonna show up. Don't don't put him on the lineup where you think he's gonna go. Just hope for him to show up. Because he's gonna be at another show before that. Uh, running. A thousand shows. Jersey City, Queens, uptown, downtown, city bikes or motorcycle, zipping around town. But when you go see him on the road. You're getting a phenomenal hour. Phenomenal. Man. How how old is Mark Norman? Do I remember Mark Norman? Mark Norman's probably, I don't know. I'm going to assume 36 to 38, something like that. Anyway, whatever. Um, shout out to the Wanup fans that came to Zanies in Chicago. How many do you get? A, you get more than one? A and guy, they by okay, themselves? there's a thing happening. That's what I'm telling you. There's a guy, I, I'm, I'm really sorry I'm forgetting all your names because Zany's is such a small club and they're getting ready for the next show. It's like, I don't have time to sit there and like follow you back and talk. Like It's like rushing, rushing, rushing. But these two guys that always came, they came to Rosemont, they came to Zany's last year, they came this year. That guy, he's a Juan Epp, like nutcase fan. Um, then this other guy, suave little... Maybe Puerto Rican, maybe Mexican, little swab, one of them, one of them, uh, uh, tweed like a tweed coat, like a, like a a, a quarter, three quarter length tweed coat, oh, and okay. slick hair, little chain. I was like, who is this young man? He okay. said, Yo, he goes, Yo, I've been a fan since years ago. Okay, that's the salute. That's the one up salute. He, he said, Yo, it. you think we come alone? I got ten with me. No, yo, my man. No. My man. Nah. I, I got 10 you. with me. And it made me realize something. Hey, one up fuck faces. Don't tell your significant others or your friends that you're going to go see some weird Puerto Rican dude from a podcast you like. Just say, hey, let's go check out this dope comedy show. That, that's the way to go. I agree with that. Don't too. Hide, hide the fact that I'm on one of your favorite podcasts. Yeah, don't even wanna... mention it. Yo. I'm celebrating me jerking off four times this week. Let's go check out a comedy show. That's it. Bam. He goes, yo, he's bragging to me. I got 10 with me. What you going to say? I was like, my man, you okay, you won. You won the contest of who brings the most fans. And it's sad that the number is only 10. But you won. Um, Shout out what? to him, bro. That's a different level. Okay, I want to talk lyrics. And I want to talk French Montana. All right, can can I can I do the intro to the lyrics? There's something I want to say, but it relates to your lyrics talk. Okay. Okay. You want to do that now? Yeah. Okay. Real quick. I'm going to pull something up here if you're watching on video. If you're not, well, I'm going to read it to you, but it will be useful. Oh, I met some kid that loves watching our video, our Juan EP videos on YouTube. He didn't say that. He, I swear to God he did. Swear to us. Swear. Swear. Wallahi. What's wrong? I know I'm doing this all wrong. All right, Saif, so you ready? What if I become Muslim? Is that going to be weird for our podcast? That'd be for the podcast? No, it'd be yeah. weird for you hanging out with your fucking redneck comedian friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be just fine. 
Um, all right. Here's what I want to talk about. We've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. I can't take this fucking conversation about Killer Mike anymore. All right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just kids on the internet. I even saw a video the other day of Gilly had French on. You see that video moving around? Mm, no. And Gilly was like emotion. You know, you know what Gilly's like when he starts yeah. going. Yeah. Gilly's doing the whole Gilly thing about we got to give awards to people when they're young and in their prime. And like, I love Gilly to death. I like fundamentally disagree with this concept so much that the people that are inherently deserving are the young. Like, I just don't understand this conversation. And listen, truth be told, you know how clips on the, on the internet are? I don't know if the if the starting point here was the Killer Mike combo, but it's what it felt like for me. And I've seen so many people having it. So I just want to take a moment with Saif right here. We, we had this conversation before, but I want to, like, tie it up nice because I thought about it. I want to know what people are talking about when they look at the categories this year that Killer Mike won it. And tell me what you're so upset about or who the nominee was that was so missed in these categories. Uh-huh. Best best rap performance. Killer Mike had a song, you have to remember, with Andre 3000 and oh, he's Future. Good. Who, Andre, you think? Oh, and Future. And Future. Now, that's very interesting because we all know, I've said this before on the podcast, some people don't know, Future is Dungeon Family. Future is the little cousin of Rico Wade. Future was all up in the studio. Keep going. As a little kid. In what studio? When Outcast, the dungeon. Oh. The dungeon. He was all up in the studio. I mean, yeah, he was a little hustler kid selling drugs on the side, but he was in the studio with Big Boy Andre. Um... Uh, uh, Big Rube, Goody Mob. So a lot of future, although, yes, he's all trap, you can hear the melodic influence. So, and then, and then but my point is, Killer Mike also comes from, from a that. branch of that family. Yes, he's also a branch. So here, so just real quick, I'm going to hit the three categories Killer Mike won in, and you tell me where you would be so upset that someone younger didn't win. Best rap performance... Killer Mike won over, let's rule out people, Love Letter by Black Thought. Let's take Black Thought out because he's the same age as Killer Mike, so we don't even need to have the conversation, right? Like, it doesn't matter. The complaint would have been the same if they gave it to, to Black Thought. So let's go to the younger artists. Koi LeRae, players. I love Koi LeRae. I'm glad she's killing it. She is a great popular artist who's making records that are moving. We are not going to act as if best rap performance, the rapping on a minute and 40 seconds or whatever players is of rapping should have beaten out uh, scientists and engineers by Killer Mike. Agree? Or, or even the Black Thought. Or oh, So so let's take out Coyle Ray players. Great tune, big hit. It wasn't going to win. Rich Flex, Drake and 21 Savage. Love oh. that record. Fun tune. Fun tune. A, I don't think it's a better rap record than what Killer Mike, Andre 3000, and then we're doing on Scientists and Engineers. Better club record. Better club record, absolutely. And also, while we're at it, you know, I got to be honest, is, is Drake a kid's? Drake's gay. Drake's in his mid to late 30s now. He's not even late, in a little kid combo. Drake is in his late 30s. So then you have the Hillbillies, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. Baby Keem is young. Cool. But that's in the same kind of category musically as scientists and engineers. You could choose which one you like better. Certainly nothing worth getting upset about one way or the other. And if, if, and if other things aren't there that you think should be there, do you know that your artists that you love and you're talking about these young bulls who deserve the chance, do you know that they submitted to win a Grammy? Does anybody know no, how this not, works? The, yeah, the submission part. Fuck, like, yeah. But you don't know. You yeah, just don't I get know. It, but like, a lot of young artists aren't per- thinking about that, so they don't even submit. Yeah, they think it just it just happens. No, there's a process to get onto the Grammy list. Right, and these artists went for it, and maybe your favorite didn't. So, the best rap song, Scientists and Engineers won again. 
It beat Doja Cat Attention. Is that what you're screaming about? By the way, Doja's dope to me. I really, I love Doja as a rapper. Which one is Attention? Um, I think Attention. Oh, oh. Uh, it, it's, it wasn't big. It was like the first one before Paint the Town Red. It didn't quite blow up. Okay. I loved it. It was very rosenberg E. It was like kind of underground-y in vibe. Um, okay. Good tune. Barbie World. Nikki and Ice Spice. Is that what y'all are screaming about that you think should have won? Just Wanna Rock. Uzi Vert. You mean the song that he doesn't rap on? Is that the one? <laughs> There's not one rap. I, I like Just Wanna Rock. This, now that, this, so that song has no rap. There's no. It's not like rap. I'm playing. It's not like I'm playing the wrong version. No, there's no. There's, rap not, there's version. not a version out there that exists that I'm like. Why do I keep playing this instrumental version? No, this is the song. The instrumental version is the only version. Babe, are there any words to the song you remember? No words. It's fire. It gets you hyped. But well, what's no the what's words. the one thing they say a thing they though? Say, rah, 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 then, then I, I love it. I love, love it. it. That song, no, the song's amazing. And then again, there's Rich Flex, which again, fun fucking song. It's not the best rap song. So that's the second category Killer Mike is one in that I don't know why people are complaining about. Lastly, best rap album, Michael Killer Mike. Let's take out the Nas King's Disease 3, because guess what? They're the same age. Conversation doesn't matter. So take out your, Nas. Your argument is just that they're saying young that it should have been, why is it the old guy that's winning? These things should be given to people but when they're I, young. My, Killer Mike is old in age, but he's still, like, kind of, well, I don't know. He's not young and No, rap. I know what you're saying. He had a he came out with his first album, and then there was, like, a big, long gap where, like, he he popped up on features, but he wasn't And he did really, a lot. He did, he did very, like, super underground albums, like independent releases out the trunk. No, he did. I definitely interviewed him at my apartment on 86th Street, which would be in, like, 08. So, yeah. like, he was definitely putting shit out, but it wasn't really being consumed in a big way. It's not like yeah. people were sick of him, like, oh, man, we've been getting Killer Mike albums nonstop forever. Yeah. So take out the Nas. Then you have the Drake and 21 album. It was a really fun album, guys. It was a good vibe for a few weeks. I rocked out and had fun. Okay? Um, I did not hear the Metro Boomin album. No disrespect. I didn't hear the album. That and, one's, that's never going to win anyway. And that's never going to win. That's not a, that's a producer compilation type joint. Right. It's just so, not likely to win. Yeah, it's not going to win. And then we know we know Syph has told us many times how much he loves Utopia by Travis Scott. Love it. But from a rapping fiend, standpoint. Fiend, 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 It's a vibe album. Great vibe album. I'm not going to put it in the rap category that Michael by Killer Mike is in. Uh, so I just don't understand why people couldn't. You, you, young is not. We need to get out of this headspace that rap is a young man's sport. Do you know why rap was a young man's sport? Because it was created by young people. They were the only people who had ever made it previously. Yeah, every at the time. At the time. Well, let's. We have to stop with this subscribing to the idea that what's dope and cool is only what's young. That's out of here. That's a different era. You were warped to think that way. That's we were wrong. Like, yo, yeah. Syfe, you know my 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 um my favorite on my white side, my favorite artist maybe ever, as you would know, is Paul Simon. Yeah, Paul Simon. What's considered to be like his masterpiece. His Graceland, he was in his mid-40s when he dropped that. That was his, oh, my God, he did it. Then he dropped the next one when he was, like, close to 50. Yeah. And then kept rocking until his mid-70s. All of these people, like, all these other genre artists, they kept going. Quincy Jones, Syph Quincy made Michael, made Thriller. He was well into his 50s when he was hitting his <laughs> Had his 50s, yeah. So, like, can we just stop? Like it's great, yeah, and then what, we respect like, it all. But don't, don't just like you shouldn't write off young artists, and I think that's whack. You don't do the opposite. Yeah, and also like, do a young awards, do like a rookie awards or something. Like, 
Who's gonna? You know what I mean? It's gonna who, go make a fucking young people award. Or it would be cool if they in in the Grammys. If you want to talk Grammys, if they added like a new artist by genre, that would be fun. A best new artist in each genre would be fun. Would they have best new artists overall? There's just best new artists. Yeah. By the way, you know right. who the best new artist was who? Victoria Monet. Do you know how long Victoria Monet has been around making music? <laughs> Victoria Monet has been a writer. An artist for like a good 10 joints. Yeah. So I just got frustrated when I hear people like, nah, we need to give people while they're young but to encourage them. Nah, they're getting encouraged. You know what's encouraging them? The money that they have available to them and all the different platforms that are available to them. And if they make an album good enough, yo, Kendrick wasn't old when he won his best rap album. Kendrick's pretty young. Like, it's not like young guys never win the awards. So why are we hating? Because Killer Mike won one at 49. Was he 48? 49 years old. 48, I think. Anyways, all right, I'm done. So now, what did you want to say, Saif, about lyricism? Okay, so... Uh, this I is was, a deep question. I was, I was watching um, one of my favorite things to watch, Vlad TV. Oh, what a, uh, what a nah, work of art. Nah, but um, Vlad always comes up on my TikTok. So <laughs> Vlad was talking about. Aries... what's your favorite TV show? What, what TV show are you into these days? Fargo. <laughs> no, no, Vlad TV. Oh, Vlad TV. It's my yeah, favorite yeah, show. It's the best TV. I watched I watch Fargo. Um, <clears throat> Vlad so TV. They were talking about Aerie Spears. I'm trying to do my 10,000 steps a day, so I was just walking around Chicago. Mm -hmm. I was just listening. <clears throat> and um, they were talking about, um, he was like, oh. By the uh, way, I want to stop and encourage you. Good for you to walk, try to get those 10,000 steps. 10, 000, I like baby. it. Okay. Um, so he was like, so he was consider he was like it was about Drake. Drake's not a lyricist. He was like he's like I'm not a big Drake fan. He's not a lyricist. And Vlad was arguing with him, and then it got into like, well, remember Black Thought did that freestyle? That's a lyricist to me. You okay. know what I'm saying? And then Vlad was like, what about Lil Wayne? And he's like, I'm not really a big Lil Wayne fan. So like, I think the term lyrics. Or lyricism is too broad. It like it, it when you have these hip hop conversations, debates that we always have. What exactly is lyrics and lyricism? Because sometimes it's the performance. Sometimes it's delivery. It's not what you say, but how you say. So what is lyrics or lyricism? It's a great Because that's a big umbrella. Question. It has to be chopped down, man. Put some fucking x lax in this Coke and chop it down. Woo! Everyone <laughs> says, though, everyone always says, like, oh, dope lyricist. What yeah. do you mean by dope lyricist? Does it include the rapping skill, or is it just the lyrics that they're saying? And is it the word use? Yeah. Is it the stories told? Is it just that each word has meaning? I mean, there's, there's, I don't, I don't, and then I know what I like. Like, I love listening to Most Deaf, Black Thought, um, you know, uh, but Shane, then like people Shane say, Gillis. Shane Gillis, but then like they say Buster's a lyricist. But are they talking about his delivery style? You know what I mean? Like, did we wait till too long in the show to talk about the fact that Busta Rhymes supposedly got into a fight last night at a club? Uh, you know, I was gonna. I, I saw that. What was that about? Like, well, I but saw the fact, but most notably, that some guy out. Yeah, and, and that when the people write about it, of course, they refer to it as he got into a fight with fellow rapper. And then you're like, wait, who is the rapper he got in a fight with? And the guy's name is Nizzle Man. And you're like, yeah, who, Nizzle who's... <laughs> Why no, did you say it like... <laughs> I, literally, I literally asked people around me. Maybe I'm old. Does what? anybody know who Nizzle Man is? Wait, this happened? Yeah. But when did, wait, you heard about this yesterday while you were out? Yeah, I saw it on... on I was in a bar in Chicago. And it was like, when it happens, it was like, I don't know, three in the morning or whatever. And I go, hey, does anybody know who Nizzle Man is? <laughs> Because they are dragging <laughs> this man out of this bus's face. <laughs> Yo, the articles say, fellow rapper 
Nizzle man. I went, I don't know if fellow rapper is fair. That's like that's like that's like a kid who ran for student government got into an argument with Obama and it says fellow politician Stevie Stevie Johnson. You're like, well, I guess they're both well, politicians. So so Bust is an interesting one because I feel like Busta kind of does everything. Saif, we need to ask who do we ask this question to? What does lyricist truly I don't know. mean? Because it really is a matter of taste, right? I I get, but then like, because like, I, I'm just using this example with Vlad, like whatever. It just sparked my mind into like, yes, what is? Because I could see how you love Black Thought, and if that's your style, how you could not love Little Wayne, but I can never see how Black Thought wouldn't love Little Wayne. You know what I mean? Is it the type of music you rap on? Because, bro, I have a Lil Wayne playlist that I put together. And every time I play it, I hear shit I never heard. And are you frozen? Oh, (laughs) you look like you're frozen again. I've heard shit I never heard before. He raps, like, his his analogies and fucking comparisons and and, and metaphors are sick. So is that lyrics? Because it's over a trap beat? Is it different than because it's not a soul beat? That's a you know, really... Do we want to put Lil Wayne on a, on a the soul? Does the beat make a difference? But I, you know, Lil Wayne be saying some fucking shit. But then he also has songs where he's like really not lyric. He says the dumbest not lyrical shit ever. Yeah, like I, you know, I eat that pussy. Like a song called "Eat That Pussy, Eat That Pussy." That What's pussy. it about? What's well? Hold on, let's think about it. What is that song about? I'm not sure. He's so deep with the lyrics. <laughs> but yeah, but like, okay, so does that? You have to be con- a, a quote unquote conscious rapper to no. be a lyricist. No, absolutely not. Because I've heard Quali say Lil Wayne is one of the best rappers ever to do it. Well, then you also have the thing about where the quote-unquote lyricists, when you ask them what they listen to, all they tell you they listen to is Gucci, man. And then you're like, wait, is Gucci is Gucci a lyricist? Yeah. And I don't know, like, even Ghostface. Ghostface is a lyricist, but not in the traditional sense. He's a different kind of lyricist. Yeah. So what, so what, what does it mean? Yo, like, Ludacris is, like, sometimes, the, yo, I mean, back in the day, man, yo, Ludacris is the lyrics. And I'm like... I know. I don't and, and, think you're saying lyrics. I think you're saying delivery. That's so funny you said. Ludacris is a great one to focus on. Yeah. Because there are people who think Ludacris is one of the nicest. And then I'm like, well, I really like Ludacris, but I do not hear that level that you're saying. I hear But I do but lines. I do hear how he flips the word structure and the rhyme schemes and all that. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. He's He's very interesting. I he, love playing ludicrous music, but I never thought like, oh, he got the ill lyrics. I tell you, you what, know? no, I agree. I'll tell you. And by the way, Jada Kiss is another interesting one. Yeah, because some people be like Jada Kiss, the absolute nicest, and then the next person will tell you Jada Kiss isn't the best in his own group. Jada like, has never made a, a, a hit album. Yeah, or or that like, yeah, you love Jada Kiss because of his voice and his punchlines, but he's not lyrical miracle. You know what I mean? He has the most charisma, but is he really the lyrical miracle, spherical, clerical, irical miracle? Jada Kiss, I'm, I'm, I already, I've already decided Jada Kiss is going to be my top five forever. Really, Jada Kiss is one of my top fives forever, and he's not even my favorite in the group. I like Sheik more than any of them. By the way, that's... I love Sheik Luke. Saif, you should change your... On your Twitter bio, you yeah. should add, I think Sheik Luch is the best member of the locks <laughs> to it. I love... Because it's that Luch unique is, a take. Sheik Luch is incredibly underrated. Uh, well, well, first of all, you're saying his name wrong, because I'm reading it. I think his name is pronounced Sheik Louch. <laughs> I did it. You ever saw the video? I put of that. No, you did a video about Sheik. Yeah, it was this white guy. I guess he reviews hip hop albums, and he was reviewing uh, the Locks' um, first album, uh, "Money, Power, Respect." And he was like, "Jada Kiss, Styles P, and Sheik Louch." And I go, "How are you review? I'm writing. How are you reviewing an album? You don't even know the guy's name. 
Just listen to the album. He says his name. Right, he's going to say it. But then that, I'll, I'll just sidebar, what Jadakiss did at the verses. I know. I'm like, this guy is the great. He fuck, He got the raps. He got the fucking showmanship. He took control of that whole situation. He murdered it. He fucking was funny when he fucking flicked Jewel's hat. Like I'm like, oh, Jadakiss is the greatest I know. to he, ever do this. He went up to a different level completely during that. So, but but whatever. So, Jadakiss is the type. Yeah, he got so many raps that he he never would even perform. He wouldn't even remember if you were like, yo, do that joint with with this guy. He would be like, I don't know that song. I wrote it. I never performed it. Whatever. So, who's the illest lyricist? Because like. When the when the oh I guess Vlad was talking about the beef with the most deaf in the Drake situation. Oh, Vlad talked about that? No way. <laughs> so I don't know. Like most deaf to me, you know, I listen even I listen to old most deaf and I'll hear somebody, oh shit, I never realized that's what he was saying. That's ill. Is it like poetry? Is lyrics like poetry? Is it Easter eggs, it come, you get it later. I don't know. Yo, this sounds like a Borat. This sounds like a Borat conversation or an Ali G conversation. <laughs> Yo, what is lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> like, look, you sit down with Jadakiss. The first thing you say is, "Yo, we with Jadakiss right now." Yo, what is a lyric? <laughs> um, hey, let's say let's go over to Patreon because you said you want to talk about uh, French Montana. We didn't answer this. We're not. You think we're getting the answer in one day? So we should go live to, to ask what lyrics are. Maybe yeah, we should. What are lyrics? What are what is lyricism and what's a lyricist in hip hop? So maybe we should make this a real like a lot like a planned live one app yeah. YouTube situation. I would love that. All right, maybe we'll do that for next week. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Um, what all right. is lyrics? Yo, what is lyrics? Go to patreon.com slash life. Do us a favor. Don't sign up for the free uh, thing. You will get nothing. So <laughs> you're going to want to sign also, up for the pay tiers. No, no, Preferably. One, no, there's one. I don't. Billy June, you have to fix it. No disrespect, everybody. All right, so let me ask you a question, though. What do we, here's the question. We agree that the tier should be $750, right? $750. But so, then Billy June never turned off the $5 one. But there's a $10 one, too. Never turn that off either. So now if we turn them both off. No, someone has to, a, a producer, someone who works for the show, has to individually hit these people and be like, hey, we're shutting this off. Can, it's we, a miscommunication. Right. Everything is 750 Because otherwise they're just going to well, get Well, don't tell off. the $10 people that, but tell the $5 people <laughs> Not the same thing. Shut yeah. off the five dollar one. There's hey the, guys, you guys got over on us for a while. Five dollars. Thank you $5 so much. Over. No, listen. If, if, if you're rich out there and you want to give us ten, because you just want to give us an extra two fifty a month, you're like, yo, man, let those guys live. We know the price of Taco Bell, a burrito went up from ninety nine cents back in the day to like two thirty nine, three dollars. We're gonna give them an extra. Patreon is seven fifty. You want to tip us? Huh? Right. You want my cash app? Use that ten dollar one. Safe. Maybe we should do one of those live things where we do like a character, and when people tip us live, we like mm, ice cream, Yo, delicious. Bro, Give us more, bro. The mm. fucking TikTok lives where like someone's talking about like something serious, right? They're like, I can't believe Diddy disrespected these people. Diddy sexually assaulted. Oh, thank you for the flowers. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you. Listen, Diddy is a monster. He's disgusting. Hey, oh, thank you for the flowers, Mary. Mary, thank you for the flower, the gifts. Thank you. That's a thing. That's like, a thing. Oh my god, bro. It's re- Have you what seen the it? late Have you seen the people who do the weird things where they're like they t- oh, thank you for the ice cream. Mm, 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 delicious. Ah, nom, nom, nom. You ever seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. You never seen Pinky Doll? No. Oh, so so by the way, you should have seen it, not me, but someone showed it to me. I'm going to show it to you on the on the Patreon. Right, Head over to Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/OneEpIsLife. And guys, this uh, we're at the end of the month here, so this is that time when we randomly lose 50 people for whatever reason. So we hope we gain 50. We've been going up every month. 
Uh, and we hope you're enjoying what we're doing over here. We'll catch you on the Patreon. And go see Saif at Teehees in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, March 2nd, baby. Saturday in, uh, in Des Moines. We're going to get that shit popping. White girls with sloppy white asses. Wait, is that a song? No, that's my new goal in life to get find those. <laughs> I like the big sloppy ones. All right, here we go. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 